It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by true car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill. Plus, take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed and together we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.
If you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so, so simple. Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcast. You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Welcome to the Heels and Quads podcast in a new episode. As always, I'm Levi at Levi D. Zindel on Twitter. And a new series. Not just a new episode, but a new series. I'm Tommy at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. A new series. A series of not-so-unfortunate events. Also not starring Neil Patrick Harris as Lemony Snicket. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not, uh, it's not Lemony Snicket. It's, uh, I forgot his name. I read all those books. Lemony Snicket's the writer. Oh, whatever. Yeah, get that shit right. The, uh, the big nose guy. Yeah, I forgot not his Paul. name. Not Paul. Paul Levesque? Not Paul Levesque, right? Not him. Yeah, you look to your friends. You look to the click, yeah. Next pack, <laughs> Yo, you're looking at the X Factor. I got everything that I have upon it. I don't get it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was work today. Oh, it was all right, man. So it was, my, it was my early days, so you know what I realized today when I was in the shower? I turned the I turned the water faucet on, you know. Pull the little the little lever, turn the water on, the shower head. And I step it in the shower and I go, you know what? This is gonna be the last episode I record from the dungeon. Oh really? Yeah, that's it. This is the last one. What so, a fitting uh, rest episode. In, rest in peace, Dungeon. November yeah. 27th to May 2nd. That's pretty crazy. It's it's a pretty fitting episode for yeah, the Yeah, that's final. what I was thinking, too. I was like, uh, the Undertaker's involved, and we're moving out of the dungeon. Yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Undertaker doing Paul doing the Undertaker. Paul. Paul Levesque? Yeah, Paul that Levesque? One. Yeah, that time. Yeah, that time it was him. I like Paul Levesque. I do too. He's um, a good dude. He is. You know, our, buddy, you uh, our buddy Nick Cutler, uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, said how much he liked Triple H because, you know, he's in his late 40s and he looks better than half the guys or more on the roster. I mean, he does, dude. You see him at the Greatest Royal Rumble. I mean, dude, the guy's that, stacked. That, him, his entrance on that show, I just noticed how awesome his freaking beard is. Yeah, his beard is amazing. I was like, dude, that is like, I mean, it's neat, it's trim, but it's long and it's nice. That's because he is like walking testosterone. 
Yeah, that's true. So his hair grows probably very nice in his face. That's like, you know, that's a that, that's part of it. I'm sure that's why Jinder's beard is the way it is, too. From, he's probably taken copious amounts of testosterone to get yeah. that figure. Well, and that's probably why my beard's so nice is just because I, I ooze testosterone. You're such a man. Yeah. I don't ooze machismo, but I ooze testosterone. I must be a little bitch because mine just can't get <laughs> – I can't fill mine in for shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give you some of mine, and you can just fill in the pack. Well, it just I've it's all I've always been able to grow the beard, but I can't. It it's just it's not like super thick, you know, like yours. It's mm-hmm. thick, but it's not thick like every square inch of my chin is hair, you know. Right. There's like or square centimeter. I guess it would be centimeter in this case or millimeter. The only but... problem I have is when I trim my beard, I always seem to like nick a corner, so then it makes it all kind of white trashy looking. Oh, yeah. So that's my only flaw. I've never really mastered the art of trimming my beard. Like, the fullness I can trim, but, like, the design, the angle of the dangle. Tonight, live on the WWE Network, Tommy trims his beard and Levi trims his hoo-ha. <laughs> his hoo-ha? <laughs> that's what I call the girls thingy. See? That's how much... That's the lack of testosterone I got going I on. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so before we get started, one more thing. So I got a, I got a little ass chewing last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because after we recorded, I went back and listened to the entire episode. <laughs> oh, God. She was, like, you just did, she was like, you just did this, and now you have to listen to it? I'm like, hey, I thought it was a good one. Well, you know, when the ride to work is only... 10 to 20 minutes well from yeah. your place it's like 20 or 30 for me it's like a 10 minute drive i get like 10 minutes of a podcast or two songs and i'm at work i'm like damn it well 15 on a bit really busy morning you know but i did actually listen to a, another podcast today i listened to talk is jericho because the uh young buckaroos were back oh they were on it yeah it was from when jericho was in japan but it oh was so a it's new an older episode. episode yeah I wonder if he has somebody produce it for him. And that was kind of like last Friday. It was another episode of Talk and Shop with the Good Brothers. But it was from uh, right before Raw 25, so they didn't get to drink. So it wasn't wasn't as good as it usually is, but it was still pretty good. Do they, is the, do they have people produce their podcasts for them? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, re- they record it kind of just like we do, especially like that. But, I mean, it's just... There's editing involved in theirs. Like ours, I just throw it together. And if, you know, we have to piece a call or two together, then, you know, that happens. But that's about as much editing as I do. I am genuinely looking into getting microphones and, or, or microphone and getting software so we can do, you know, have microphones oh. and sit there at our desk and. Yeah, one, once I get settled, it's, it's going to be. We're gonna go more balls to the wall with because I want to get off anchor and you know like I I plan on eventually you know you know doing like we said we would eventually go to a a vodcast like YouTube and then we just rip the audio and still be on iTunes and everything but yeah you'd actually get to see our mugs you know and our guest mugs like nobody wants to just listen to somebody they want to see their face I don't I mean you know mine's my money maker as you guys have seen on Instagram it's where the money shot goes. Well, not not well. Val Venus, maybe. Yeah, the the screw is drilling and the hot dog Honey, on the bun. Did you find the remote? 
<laughs> it feels like we just did this like that that show like an hour ago, but it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. I was still laughing about it though afterwards. Oh yeah, and it's, like, I mean, and like the end of the episode last night, you know, when you were doing the get the hell off my lawn. <laughs> Dude, Get the hell off my lawn, you sons of bitches. I was still popping for it. Out there whacking in my tool shed. Must be them damn buzzard hawks. <laughs> All right, sir, let's dive you, in. Sir, do you know these kids? Oh, those are the ones that have been whacking in my tool shed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great, man. Over. Yeah. You guys All aren't right. drunk. You're just stupid. This beer contains absolutely no alcohol. <laughs> By the way, that's not the last time you're going to hear that voice tonight. Oh, yeah, we're keeping it going. Yeah. This is the last – well, not – this is technically not – well, Sun, depending on who, who you are and how your calendar week works, Sun, we're doing a show Sunday because it's Backlash, so we'll do the review. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we won't have a show next Tuesday, and then we'll be back Wednesday, and then it'll go back to Tuesday and Wednesday. This, is our, this is our first of the new format, kindly, like this uh, – I've got really jumbled up on words. This is like yeah, the first yeah. of the new format. Mm-hmm. Like we're finally getting to do a pay per view since WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm looking forward, dude. Backlash's card is pretty nice. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, like, it, it looks is, really good. You know, I looked at it on uh, e wrestling news, and it showed like all the people from both rosters that weren't getting used. And yeah. there's a lot. Oh yeah, I, I didn't like you know how that. I complained about the Good Brothers. You know, still not going to be on pay per view. But I mean, there's a lot of big names that aren't going to be on it. Yep. The bar's not even on it. Well, that's fine. They'll probably be on. The, I'm sure they'll be the pre-show match. Yeah, it'll probably it'll be, be like it'll be like the bar and the Good Brothers, probably. Yeah, something we've seen, or I don't know. I'm ready to see this uh, Ziggler and McIntyre thing go on. But anyways, we're talking old WWF today, so two shows in a row we get to call it WWF. I like that. That's one letter after E. That's F. WWF, World Wrestling Federation, not entertainment. Well, listen to the stories on Pritchard on how that, you know, when they changed. It's the Fed, man. Oh, speaking of which, I got to watch something else to wrestle tonight, too. Oh, it's Sean. That's right. I'm going to watch that tonight, too. HB Shizzle. Oh, God. All right. (laughs) Okay. So today we're talking all about. Uh, He was in Playgirl. With his belt, it was the winged eagle. Oh my god, that's Tommy's favorite belt. Anyways, we're doing a favorite belts episode too. All right, we, let's get it rolling. Okay, so basically, what we're talking about today is the feud between the Undertaker and Mankind, because he wasn't ever really dude love or anything. He was pretty much just Mankind every time they were involved. Yeah, every time they were feuding or having a match, you know, he was dude love and Cactus in between, pretty much. You know, the 98 matches, 97, but, like, yeah, you're right. It was always that. When, this it, is, when this he is, was feuding with Taker, yeah, he, he was always Mankind. This is a new series, too, right? We're going to continue the rivalries. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, like, the poll, it was a different one. I tried not to do the obvious ones, like, you know, Sean and Brett. Um, we did Brett and Owen instead. Well, we can obviously cover those one day, but, like, yeah, but, I mean, late, after know, we, we do some want... different ones. Yeah, we don't want to put all of our eggs in the. We don't. Want, we don't want to blow our load right out, out the gate. You know. Yeah, Randy Orton and Triple H. Yeah, that. I mean, that's a good one. I would talk about that because it's one. You know, it's not one of those that's like twenty to thirty years old now that people are like, it's legendary. Oh my god, He's you know, a legend killer. God, that Randy was so good, dude. Yeah, he was. 
But, but you know, and then you know, we got HBK and Sean. When Sean comes back, that'd be a good one to do. Or HBK yeah, and Sean, HBK and Triple H. You know what I meant? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's tons of them. Like, I mean, I wanted to do Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes, but I mean, it's been done so many times. It's been beat to death. You know, yeah. and this one was one that really hasn't been discussed, as far as I know, anywhere else, like in long form. Yeah. Like I, no, I haven't heard any of these. There's not like fuller. a DVD or another podcast that's just focused on this rivalry. You know, and that's funny that you say DVD. Dude, they could make a DVD out of this because these guys, you know, they, aside from a few bits and pieces in 97, they, you know, 96 and 98 for half the year, they were, they were like in matches nonstop. Yeah, especially. And I'm I mean, sure the when, house show circuit, especially. Yeah, especially '96 too, when Mick came in. I mean, it was just right out of the gate, and we'll get to that in a second. But that's right. Like, um, yeah, I mean, they could totally do a, a DVD just on this feud because I think it was 27 matches on TV that they were involved in together, and one was a battle royal, and the other was, or two were Royal Rumbles, and one was a battle royal. And I'm sure the house show circuit, especially like oh, yeah. 96 was probably, it was Hundreds for three matches, months. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, so let's, let's uh, start, I guess, the night after WrestleMania 12. Yeah. Uh, Taker was in the main event. I believe it was the main event and it was him versus Justin Bradshaw. It was, you know, Bradshaw. Justin Hawk. Bradshaw. Yeah, Justin Hawk Bradshaw, excuse me. Uh, yeah. That's JBL, Bradshaw, whatever you want to call him. And Mick- John Layfield. Yeah, <laughs> John Fox Layfield. News correspondent. Uh, Mankind debuts and interferes and attacks The Undertaker. And that's that was his debut in WWF. He came from, he came from ECW at this point, right? Right, yeah, because he he was he kind of took the the Pillman Austin route. He went from WCW to ECW, and of course, I mean, he did the stuff in Japan, the death matches, and all that stuff. Yeah, but I mean, he he really started to find kind of that idea for that character in ECW. Yep. And when they brought him in, they were trying to figure it out. You know, like how are we going to put this character together? And I mean, you know, it's basically because they had they had that in mind all along. We need somebody to feud with The Undertaker. He's beaten everybody else. We need somebody new. Yeah, so, and what, what better way to bring him in and put him right in, especially because he was, you know, the crazy, the squealing, and saying mommy Yeah, and character. he had the rat. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know, and it was Jim Ross's, you know, idea to bring him in. Because he like, worked yeah, with him in WCW. Know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And then he finally gave in, and then... You know, they create this character that, I mean, who doesn't know who Mankind is? If you're, I mean, if you're even a, a, like a younger kid and you're into wrestling, chances are, you know, either you've heard about him from your, from watching the network or your parents or whatever, grandparents, but you, chances are, you know who Mankind is. Yeah. You know, we always talk about when you mention I'm a wrestling fan, they say this and that. Mankind and Mick Foley is not exactly a name that comes up first, but I've had, once or twice, I've had people mention, like, oh, man, I remember watching, you know, that Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I, I've yeah. gotten that one, too. Um, and, I mean, all the, all the videos and shoots and DVDs and everything I've watched throughout the years, Mick Foley's name comes up 
all the time. And it's not for being a dick or he wouldn't sign for fans or whatever. It's always he was super cheap because he liked to save his money. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he was he was the nicest guy in the business. Yeah, they. I mean, he, and, he, and he plays he played that character on screen here and there. You know, I think more so as Mick Foley. Like, there was times that watching Mankind that I, like, felt bad for him. Yeah, well, yeah, you feel like, you know, he's that, he's mentally unstable, and you're like, why can't they get this guy help? Yeah. Like, what did, what did he do so wrong to somebody that they can't put him in some kind of institution? Like, it's yeah. almost like a, like, you know, we compared, like, Michael Myers to Kane. The way yeah, he exactly. This is more of like a, almost like a Silence of the Lambs type thing, you know? It, yeah, and he kind of, he came in right during the Gold Dust time. So you kind of had Mankind and Gold Dust were the two kind of weirdos of the company. Then, well, I mean, Undertaker was, you know, one of those weirdo characters. Yeah, but he was more like... He wasn't like a weirdo, you know? He was just like a... You know, he's like a vampire that's not a vampire or something, you yeah. know? He's and an uh, he's an undertaker. And, like, throughout 96, if you look at the matches, the pay-per-view matches... Uh, well, let's go Let's go through them one by one. Yeah, okay. Because, I, I, I mean, I, wa- I watch, like, all of these, so... <laughs> okay. I want to go through each of them one by one. So, um... I don't know. You don't. I don't think you see it, but it's a dark match on In Your House Seven. I don't remember Seven's title. That was right before, or that was two months before King of the Ring '96. Uh, okay. Mankind and Undertaker had a dark match that night. There was three dark matches that night. I don't remember the other two. I didn't okay. write them down. Yeah, keep talking. I'm looking this up because I didn't see that. Yeah, it was uh, the first of three dark matches at In Your House 7, and I don't remember the name. I don't know if you're looking it up. I don't remember That was Good Friends, Better en- Enemies. Good that Friends, was, Better Enemies, yeah. That was decent. April 28th. Yeah, Omaha, Nebraska. Um, let's see here. So, the free-for-all match was Mark Merrow uh, beat the 1-2-3 kid, and then the three dark matches. Oh, this is the one. Uh, oh, no, 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 that's not this one. Uh, Savio Vega defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin. Triple H defeated Mark Marrow, and then in the final dark match, Undertaker defeated Mankind. Oh yeah, it's not the first minutes twenty four right. seconds. Yeah, so I think this was the first. This like that shows you right there, being that it was a dark match. That I think the minute he debuted, I think they kind of started running that on house shows. Yeah, probably testing the waters, and that's why they're doing it as a dark match here because the in your house pay per views were two hours as opposed to three hours for the the big four. Yeah. So, yeah, there yeah, you're right. There it's a test run. Uh I don't think they actually met on TV until King of the Ring 96. Yeah, that that was the first like, televised the first match, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously they had to build that, you know, that whole time, but the, I mean, literally from WrestleMania 12 all the way to King of the Ring. Now look were, at that build, dude. That's like 3 months. Yeah. They don't do that anymore. No, because that gets that gets you invested in that. And I mean, they get you know, mankind's getting heat on Taker because obviously Taker's the face here. But I mean, they're not having a match. They weren't doing tag matches even. No, no, they were. I, they didn't. They did didn't touch in a match. Yeah. No, but I they think, had enough contact to where they could build it. Right, and I'm sure the you know the house show circuit was where they were 
they were getting their matches down, you know, they're getting their chemistry together, and then come King of the Ring 96, they were totally ready to go. And uh, at King of the Ring 96, it started with, okay, so Mankind comes out, uh, Taker's music hits, he's nowhere to be found, and all of a sudden he jumps off the top turnbuckle. And that's how this begins. And okay. it, I mean, all of their matches, like, I didn't watch this match today. I don't. I don't recall their King of the Ring '96 match a lot. Just to put their matches in like a nutshell, like even when it wasn't like a stipulation, they were all hardcore matches. Yeah, they beat the hell out of each other, and they it was always good. And and that's the thing too. Throughout their entire rivalry, it's like the match is the same, but it's not. The matches are all different because you know they have some of the same spots and stuff, where obviously finishers and whatnot, but. It's but just, they're telling the you same You never story. knew it was coming. It's yeah. their story. Yeah, they're yeah. telling it, whether it be, like I said, in the stipulation match, which is going to change things a little to a lot. But if it was a regular match, chances are it was going to be pretty much the same. The spot, yeah. Like you said, spots will change, but the story is still the same. Yeah. But it's funny because... Like a lot of times when they bring new guys in, their first match against their first in their first storyline, they seem to lose a lot now. Yeah, and Mick started winning or uh, mankind. Right off the bat, he won, he, right off the bat, he won this match. Yeah, and but but he won on a technicality because Paul Bear hit Undertaker over the head with the urn because mankind moved. It hit Undertaker and mankind hits the mandible claw. And Undertaker doesn't submit, but he's out cold, so the ref has to call the match. But yeah. it still wins. And that kind of starts that build to, uh, you know, usually when that happens, when it's almost all the time when somebody ducks and they hit their person, they actually end up turning on them anyways in the future. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens a few months down the line here. So it was King of the Ring. Then they did, I think after that it was the the Battle Royal. Oh, was it? Uh, let me see here. I got King of the Ring and SummerSlam 96 was the one after that, but there might be some matches in between. Yeah, okay, because I watched this one today too. It was uh, number one contendership Battle Royal for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. It was Ahmed Johnson winning the whole thing, which is a side note. Um, he defeated Goldust, Justin Hawk Bradshaw, Mankind, Mark Marrow, Owen Hart, Savio Vega, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Psycho Sid, the British Bulldog, and the Undertaker. Oh, is this a in your house? No, this was a Raw. Oh, okay. This was Damn, that's a lot of star power on a Raw, especially for yeah, '96. Um, and it's funny because you know Bradshaw at this point wasn't—I mean, he was like an opening match guy. Yeah. So for him to be in that match, it was kind of a big deal. And this is when Ahmad Johnson was the IC champ. This is kind of right after they went to arenas, right? Yeah, this this is actually from the Key Arena in Seattle, Washington. Okay. And this was when Ahmad Johnson was the IC champ, and he was in a feud with the debuting Farouk when he had the blue helmet. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Ahmad Johnson had that weird, like, he had the IC belt with the brown strap. Yeah. And just like I said on a side note, I remember going to Raw in 98 and they still had the brown strap IC toy belt. That's still the one they were selling at that point. 
Yeah, that's that odd. Helped. I remember that was like a short period that they had the brown strap. Yeah, it only ran for like a couple of months. That was, that just was a weird. weird little side note. It's just like that the world title after the Winged Eagle was blue for a little while. Yeah, and then it just went to black. Like, yeah. And then nice. after that, after that was the Boiler and Brawl. We can probably elaborate on that a little more since you you did get to watch that match today. Yeah, and I've I've seen it a few times. You yeah. know, it, it's one of those but that's it was on. A good, it was a good match. Like now, I wondered how the whole time I'm watching this nowadays is I wonder how they how they presented it there. I guess it was just on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. I didn't they had a see little, one there. If you remember, they had a TV on almost like one of those stands that would roll in in like class. Oh, on all four sides of the ring, right? Yeah, yeah, they had the that's little right. TVs. You remember that now? Yeah, on the little rolly carts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Mick is already in the boiler room, and it shows Undertaker walking through. It's this creepy at ass first, hall, dude. Yeah, it's creepy that, at first, man. And he's he... like walking, and he's like just so like he's so careful about each step he takes and i mean it's just building and you're waiting he's looking around for mick and you're waiting for him to just pop out that i mean the i hate to call it acting but the you know the sh- the show they put on in this was very like very horror film it was you know that's, it was that's what i was getting at like just the way taker was like and you never saw taker show like, any done. sign of fear done 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 but in this Da-dun. he in this he was the victim yeah. So yeah, looking, and he, he just gets bombarded. Yeah, and then, but did you notice that right before mankind hits him in the back, Mick makes like the sound. He yeah, he's always making sounds. So well, I mean, I mean I he makes know. like just like, uh, uh, and then he hits him. Yeah, I it didn't, was to it, me that was almost like letting him. He was letting Taker know he was right behind him. Yeah, I'm sure that's hit. what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was I mean they just beat the hell out of each other in the boiler room brawl. That's the thing. I remember watching this when I was a kid cuz I remember, you know, I, not I wasn't into wrestling yet in 96. I wish I was. I wish I was watching it at this time yeah. cuz this is great, but I was too young, but uh, you know, I was watching classic matches a lot when I was getting really big into it and I remember watching this match. Of course it wasn't you know, classic being just a couple of years. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Ago, back then. But I remember watching it like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing. I thought it was so cool, the Boiler Room Brawl. Just and, different, you know? Nobody, yeah. Like, this match had never been done before. And they just beat, I mean, they beat the hell out of each other with everything in the boiler room. It was cr- like, it's just crazy. And then Mick, of course, you know, takes the bump off the ladder and stuff. 
Oh yeah, down there and, and hits the concrete. That's one of those highlights they show on on like any Mick Foley clip, like video package. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, man, it, I love the Boiler Room Brawl, and I so it's the, one of those that it's kind of it never ages, you know. Yeah, and it I doesn't mean, get I, old. Like, like you I should said, say. you've watched it a couple of times. I mean, dude, since the network came out alone, I've probably watched this. Today was probably like the fifth or sixth time I've watched this match. And you can find it on the Undertaker Dawn of the Dead Man compilation. Is, That's is where that I watched DVD it. It's on? Okay. No, no, no. It's on the on the it's on a plenty oh, of his DVDs. Oh, it's on the collection gotcha, on the network. On the network. Gotcha. Yeah, he's got it's it's on uh, one of his one or two of his DVDs. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure it is, and I'm sure it's on mix because Taker's got like ten movies. Yeah, um, but like the premise of this whole match is they start in the back, and then the only way to to win the match is to get to the ring and take possession of the urn. Yeah, which is weird because I didn't watch like the build, like I didn't refresh my memory as far as the build goes, but I'm assuming. That what happened, and this is me assuming, and you know, you guys can kill me on Twitter afterwards, but um, I'm assuming that something it had to do something with Paul Bear hitting Taker in the head with the urn, which led them to get gave them the idea because Undertaker always quote unquote got his power from the urn, yeah. So it was like he was taken advantage of with his own power. And then we're going to build that into part of the storyline. So that's how we're going to, that's where we're going to go with this. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I didn't refresh on any uh, backstory. Like I watched the matches, but just as far as like all the promo, I mean, I, it would have taken weeks of preparation for this. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of Raws and stuff to watch. Yeah. So, but, but I mean, um, I think, I think that SummerSlam 96 Boiler Room Brawl, I think is one of the, biggest staples in their rivalry rivalry other than the hell in a cell match and uh sorry about some that. in your houses and stuff what'd you do oh i got a call i didn't hear nothing oh okay i thought it, uh, i thought it cut out I, it's just i think it's one of the biggest thumbnails or staples in their rivalry is the boiler room brawl next to the the hell in a cell match by the way that phone call was our third wheel bunny lemons oh well but I was like, uh, we're in the middle of it already, so. Well, he missed out. Yeah. Bye. I thought he wasn't av- Yeah, bye. I thought he wasn't available until next week. I don't know. I don't know why he was calling me. He might have just been calling to talk, so. Now he doesn't even get to do backlash. Nope. No, he wasn't anyways. He's going to Memphis in May. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so uh, let's see. After He Boiler does Room, too much. He tries too hard. Yeah. Stop trying. Anyways, after the boiler and brawl, uh, so mankind after, wins the match. I don't know if, what did you say that already? No, I didn't say that already. Mankind, okay. yeah, mankind does win the match and get the urn, and this is the official turn of, of Paul Bear. Pa- yeah, he turns and becomes mankind's manager at this so, point. So okay, so this part really cracked me up today for some reason more than other times I've watched it. It was it tickled like, your fancy. Yeah, it did. It was neat. It was so, neat. <laughs> so Paul Bear bitch slaps Taker twice. Oh yeah, and then starts stomping him, and then like just keeps stomping, and he misses the last one. But Taker sells it. No, it was just funny, and then like the look on Paul Bear's I was face like, is like, ah, I fucked up. Oh man, I just said the f word. Dang it. 
Dude, I mean, it's, it's going to happen once or twice. You well, know? it's just how I talk, and I'm trying to censor myself. Same here, man. I can't, I can't hold back. Oh, it's well. hard to hold back from the F word. I mean, it's all day at work. It's just all day. It's F, 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 F. Well, even when I'm home by myself, it's like F this, F that, F you, you know? Yeah, like the attitude adjustment, but the F you. Yeah. I, like, I'll just be reading stuff on Twitter. I'm like, eh, F you, you know? Yeah. But I say it out loud because I feel like they, you know, I got to get my point across. Anyways. So, uh, after SummerSlam 96, Blur and Brawl, uh, Sean is champion. And one of my favorite matches from – and any of Sean's matches from 96 were great, but I don't know why. I really liked the In Your House preview of Mind Games. Oh, yeah. I was a huge fan of that late 96. shit. Yeah. Uh, Sean and Mankind, dude. I, I love it. And uh, this is – like I was – I mentioned earlier. I didn't get it. I didn't say it, but uh, it was – during 96, it was – one pay-per-view was Undertaker Mankind, the next one was Undertaker Gold Dust. The next one was Undertaker Mankind, the next one was Undertaker Gold Dust. It from the WrestleMania point forward till uh December, it was it was like Mankind or Gold Dust, Mankind or Gold Dust, Mankind or Gold Dust. So it was like he was kind of involved in two feuds, I guess. Yeah. You know, it was always it was back and forth. He was it was like this uh this love triangle. <laughs> if you will, but it so, it was so after the boiler and bra was so September September was mind games. Yeah, September was mind games, and then buried alive was okay. uh, the next match. So of theirs. in between the taker matches, mankind gets a title shot. Oh yeah, yeah, he wins the. Uh, it was it wasn't him and Taker, was it? No, no, they didn't touch. They didn't touch until Buried Alive. Until Buried Alive, yeah. I don't remember who he defeated, but yeah, he got that title shot against Sean at Mind Games. It might have been September 22nd, 96. Yeah, I I love that match, dude. Mankind and Sean. I love that match. That was a great match. And and hey, if uh, the wrestler spotlight Shawn Michaels would have won that poll, we might have talked about that. Some of my favorite uh, Shawn Michaels tights at this one, too. The black and blue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those. Yeah. Yep. Uh, September 22nd, 96, and then we move on to October 20th, 96. That is Buried Alive, Undertaker, and McFoley, Mankind. I keep saying Mick. I mean, yeah. you guys know well, who I'm talking Ma- about. Yeah, well, because we're on a first-name basis, so it's Mark well, versus Mick. I, t- I technically was for a while because <laughs> he did follow me on Twitter. Yeah. And we DM'd each other back a couple of, couple of times because I uh, he sent me a... Uh, uh, it was some Disney record when, Nick? Uh, yeah, when Amanda was pregnant with Tommy before he was even born. I was like trying to collect like Disney stuff. Yeah, and Mick had posted on Twitter that he was getting rid of a bunch of Disney stuff. So he said, you know, the first person to tell me why they should get it, you know, I'll send it to you. So I told him, you know, I was collecting for my, you know, soon to be born child and. I, apparently that hit him in the fields, and he sent it to me. So we still have that actually in the envelope that he sent it in. And, wow, and, uh, that's pretty cool. He also sent an eight by ten autographed, and it says to baby Tommy, "Have a nice day." What about Mark? Did you talk to Mark at all? No, I haven't talked to Mark. Uh, we'll have to go through Michelle McCool to get to Mark. Yeah. So it's uh, buried alive, October twentieth, ninety six. Mark versus Mick. <laughs> 
<laughs> that just takes away from it. Mark yeah, versus Meg. It's not the same then. Like, Undertaker versus Dude, mankind. Even if I was like best friends with him, I don't think I I'd could, call him Mark. No, I'd call him Taker no matter I'd what. I'd have to call him Taker. Or takes. Uh their buried alive match is really badass. They once again they whip the shit out of each other. They make their way to the grave. They spend a lot of time over there by the grave. They roll in dude, the first time they go up, they roll back down together. That was a cool yeah. spot. And uh once again a first time match. This yeah, yeah. The first buried alive match. That's right, it was. The first buried alive and it, I see what they did because it was by Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Um, Undertaker. Like Hell in a Cell. The first Hell in a Cell was in October. So yeah, makes sense. Undertaker they know what does they're doing sometimes. Undertaker does win, but then he, I forget how it goes down. Mick no, gets Undertaker. Out. Undertaker doesn't win. Yeah, he won. He did win. Yeah, he wins, but then uh, mankind ends up burying him, and like Goldust comes out, and everybody's shocked. Oh yeah, him. yeah. Everybody comes out, and then they bury Undertaker. Yeah, the executioner. Yeah, and that kind of gets that. Yeah, that gets that feud going because they Undertaker and Executioner fight at uh, the December one in your house. I don't remember the name Uh, of that one. It's time, I think. It's time. Okay, yeah. It's time. It Veda time. Time, time, time. And I did the little slide, Vader slide with the V, the Trekkie V. Um, so the executioner, for those who don't know, was Terry Bam Bam Gordy from the Fabulous Freebirds. That's right. Terry Gordy. And it was actually funny because there was a spot um, right around this time. Well, it was after. But it's Mick Foley, Mankind, Paul Bear, and the executioner in the ring. And they're being interviewed by handsome Doc Hendricks, who was Michael P.S. Hayes. Also the Fabulous Freebirds. So there was a little Freebird reunion there. Handsome Doc Hendricks. <laughs> Handsome Doc Hendricks. So they all they all bury they all come out and they bury Undertaker and then the show ends with his hand popping up. Yeah, out the, of the lightning grave. strikes the grave and his hand pops up. It was a sweet ass spot. I've always wondered how they did that. Yeah, Pyro. The no, pyro. no, the his you know he's buried with dirt. I'm guessing there was a gas mask or something down. There's there like a breeze. trap door. It's like a whole thing. There's like a concrete little area. In well, yeah, I know about the trap door and all that stuff, but like, oh, just how he was how he to... pops his hand up, but he's you know he's still under all that dirt. Right. I know yeah, it's not yeah, a six yeah, foot grave. Right. There's probably like a little oxygen tank down there or something. Yeah. So it was probably like somebody that backstage with emphysema. <laughs> yeah like, here, I guess use this kid <laughs> you need it more Thanks. than i do <laughs> uh so buried alive happens and then you move to survivor series 96 tonight uh, yeah go on that that's uh november 17th 1996 okay so you guys know how since wrestlemania the review and levi basically had us all pissed in our pants with tonight. that one, that tonight voice so, I'm watching Survivor Series 96 today. Well, basically just this match, but I did watch, like, the opening video package. And from the beginning, the guy's like, tonight, spot live from Madison Square Garden, New York City, it's Survivor Series, brought to you by Karate Fighters. Tonight, will, will The Undertaker get his revenge on mankind? Tonight, Psycho Sid, will he... 
claim the belt from Shawn Michaels tonight. We see Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin tonight. <laughs> like over it was all tonight. <laughs> After every match, he says, "Go back and watch." That is where Sid gets the belt, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's what I thought. Yeah, and then Shawn gets it back at the Rumble in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then he gets it back again. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I thought Sid kept it all the way till WrestleMania. Yeah, he gets it back on that Thursday Night Raw. It was weird. Oh, that's right. Because Sean lost his smile, and yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's right. He lost his smile. But now he's found it. He's losing his smile. There's a T-shirt on pro wrestling tees now on Shawn Michaels' store. Where he found his smile. Yeah, yeah, um, that's, a, that's the Christian shirt. Also on Pro shirt. Wrestling Tees, you could go to our store, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Quads. That's right, and I think I'm going to make a little trip there after the after the show here, and I am gonna I might have to get the Fist logo. I need to get my fiancé the purple vintage logo still. So, yeah, that's at the uh, URL, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Quads, and you can find four of our shirt designs there. So take a little visit to that. While you're listening. That's right. Listen, listen and learn. Listen and when I shop. say learn, I mean go listen to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Susan Quad. Opens with Paul Bear is hanging above the ring. Yeah. <laughs> opens with a tag match, whatever. So Undertaker Mankind is a second match, which is weird. On this card. Wee! Wee! Mommy! Mommy! And whatever the rat's name was, like Wilford or something like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, Paul Bear's in the shark cage. Or actually, okay, so here's what happens. Mick Foley comes out, Mankind comes out. Um, then the Undertaker's music hits, and Paul Bear acts like he's all, like, you know, shit in his pants. Uh, and I'm like, you know, I forgot when I watched this today that this was the match where Undertaker comes down from the rafters. But, um, yeah, so he descends with, like, the Batman cape, like, all flowing out and everything and he, he looks like a combination of batman and gene simmons <laughs> and he's wearing like this, this is another one of those that I've, I've probably seen only once or twice survivor series 96 is one i always forget to revisit it's a good one because yeah that, it's really good Brett stone cold match too which was really good yeah um, it's, a, it's a great survivor series but then he, he's also wearing like pleather and this is kind of like our first look of undertaker so like buried alive match kind of changed him because yeah, this is when he comes back that of his future. Yeah, like that gothic, dark. He's he not. He doesn't have the purple stuff. He doesn't have the purple gloves. He doesn't have like the eye makeup on that makes him look Which, all dead. I, I love the purple stuff. Though. Yeah, I, I do love too. And I, lo- I liked when he wore like the white powder and the the like the guy liner and the yeah. shadow and shit because it made him look dead. That was a yeah. And the the original his original music just when it was just the organ yeah so anyways um, yeah but that's right yeah, I, again, I forget this is kind of like the rebirth um, so Paul Bear gets himself in the shark cage to get away from the Undertaker and the Undertaker's just kind of like it's like almost like a shark swimming around the cage you know he's like trying to get to him and then finally mankind hits him in the back and then the match starts um, yeah yeah I mean you know. Like we said, these are all they're all good matches. There's always a stipulation, always a stipulation, but you know, and even, but even when there's not, it's still a good match, and you know, same story, you know, it's like back, it's always back and forth. Yeah, it's I I love all their matches, even if it's you know just a one off on Raw or something. Like I just 
I like all the Taker and Mankind matches. It's just a great it's a great rivalry. I'm glad we're covering it. Yeah. I'm glad this won the poll. And so the Undertaker wins the match at fourteen fifty two. Um then after that, the very next night on Raw, yep. they have a no holds barred match. And I honestly and that was fairly did, short, I, wasn't it? It was it doesn't even have a time where I'm looking. Oh, okay, yeah. It was it was fairly short. I think I mean it was a raw match, but uh yeah, the next night and then uh from after that raw, they didn't really cross paths again until the next year 420 97. Right, because um um Undertaker wrestled Executioner at its time. Yeah. And then he wrestled him. the the next month in January was the Royal Rumble. They were both in that match. Uh Austin won. That was the first then, Austin Austin win, right? Yes. And yeah. then yeah, Taker won final four, right? E- to get the title shot. Yes. And then he beats Sid for the title at WrestleMania. Sid's out of the company after they, that. They uh okay, yeah, so they had two tag matches though in between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Um Oh, okay. It was a no holds barred match. Down. Um, Ahmed Johnson and Undertaker defeated Farouk and Mankind at 10:29, and that was on January 31st. Obviously, because Ahmed and Farouk obviously had that rivalry going on as well. Yeah, um, that was actually from the Sky Dome in oh, Toronto. Okay. Um, and then Mankind and Vader defeated Psycho Sid and Undertaker on March 10th. Then, obviously, was WrestleMania 13. Who did Mankind fight at WrestleMania 13? I don't think he was on that card. I don't card, think he was, was he? on the show. I don't. I yeah, I can't think of it. I'll come um, back. We'll get back to it. Anyways, yeah. let me look. Let me look it up real quick. Okay, so April twentieth, WWF in your house fourteen, Revenge of the Taker from Rochester, New York. WWF World Heavyweight Title: The Undertaker defeats Mankind at seventeen twenty six. Another good match. Another good match, yeah. Um, and then it's over a year. They go their separate ways. Oh, uh, WrestleMania 13, it was Owen Hart and the British Bulldog versus Mankind Invader. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. And then it ended in a double countout. So, yeah. Uh, no, that, was, huh? that wasn't for the tag titles. It was for the tag titles, but Owen and, and Bulldog retained. Due to countout. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, man, Mania 13 was good. We need to cover that one next year. Yeah, it, I really liked that one. I, I, I think that I did too. I think, but I mean that that one's like one of those. Is it attitude era? Is things. it nostalgia or is it really that good? I think it's more so nostalgia because ninety. I I like ninety seven to ninety eight a lot because I mean Austin and Brett were obviously the match of the night on that one. And, and like, Taker and Taker and Sid, I didn't hate it, you know. I didn't either. And, and you know, I know Sid shit his pants or whatever. Yeah. That's what they said. <laughs> that's what we talked about when we ranked the WrestleManias. Like yeah. it gets a bad rap, but it wasn't that bad. It was kind of like Diesel and Taker at twelve. I liked that match. Triple H and uh, was it Triple H and Goldust? I think it was Triple. H. Yeah, that was a good one. Anyways, we're not reviewing WrestleMania thirteen. It was good. We'll bring that to you next year, WrestleMania season. Yeah, there you go. All right. So, yeah, they, from, where am I at? Okay, so. Revenge, Revenge of the Taker, 420. Eh, smoke up, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
Do it in Val Venus' voice. Hello, potheads. <laughs> Let's toke them. Uh, honey, have you found my blunt? <laughs> honey, did you find... So what I've got here, guys, is some great purple OG kush. And see all the people that live by dispensaries and stuff be like, oh my god, there's no such thing as purple OG kush or whatever. Yeah, there's no alabaster kush. That's right, but I had my... I crossed paths with Alabaster Kush. So if anybody <laughs> wants to hear the story about Alabaster Kush, call into the show or DM us on Twitter or email us at heelsandquads at gmail.com. So, in your house, 14, Revenge of the Taker. 42097. Oh, my. Taker and retains then, his championship in a good match, like we yeah. said. And then they don't touch again until... June fifteenth, nineteen ninety eight. June well, June first. Uh, June first is when the feud kind of picks back up again because Taker is champion. He loses the belt at ninety seven, uh, SummerSlam ninety seven. Uh, Bad Blood ninety seven is the first Hell in a Cell. I just kind of you know I wrote that. Just that's yeah, you know, no, no, it's part good. of history. It's good, yeah. Uh, that's October 5th, 97, the first Hell in a Cell. Sean and Taker just tore the house down in that match. And um, the debuting, it's gotta be Kane. Oh, God, it's gotta be Kane. June 1st, 1998 on Raw, the feud kind of re-begins, and Mankind reunites with Paul Bearer. That was that Raw. And then, and then what you said, uh, June 15th, they have the Hell in a Cell tag match. Which right, I, don't, I don't remember this. Hell in a Cell tag match. I, I planned you know, on watching it. I just ran out of time. Dude, it was – I was – and I was watching I, – I don't think we missed a Raw in 1998, you know? No, and I, I know either, I watched but it, I just, but, like, yeah, I don't remember, I don't remember it either. It. I'm, I'm going to go you. back and watch it. I just – like I said, I was going to watch it today, but I ran out of time. It's on my uh, Hell in a Cell DVD, and it's on the – yeah, it's June 15th, 98. They have the – and so I think it was uh, – It Kenyan ends in a Stone. no contest, it says. Yeah, Kane and Stone Cold go to the top of the cell, I believe. Mm. It, or vice versa, anyways. Uh, two are fighting up top and two are fighting. And then that's what makes it a no contest. And then they kind of, that that sets the field for the King of the Ring 98, Taker and Mankind in a Hell in a Cell match. Because, which, it, because in the main event, which again, that's like, how do you follow what they did in the Hell Exactly. Cell? But it was Austin versus Kane in a first blood match. And I love that the cell comes down during that match. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Because well, you know, it Kane was, and Mankind both come out. I loved, too, the thing about King of the Ring 98, and I think we need to or review this one because it's 20 years. Yeah, you yeah, know. We'll yeah, review this one for sure in June. I think this will be the first King of the Ring we do. I, so I don't, I don't I want to say. Think, no, yeah, I don't want to talk about it in detail. I don't want to say too much, but I, I do love the fact that the two the co-main events are tied into each other yeah but this match and it's hard to not talk about this with this rivalry in king of the ring so it's going to get redundant with the two shows but yeah. we won't we're not going to talk this for three months anyways or two a month no a month next month uh the yeah the first may i can't believe it we'll do it the first show of june let me look at date up real quick or we could do it on the 28th of june so it's the actual 20 year anniversary well, let's see what the 28th is on. <laughs> 28th, is, 28th is on a Thursday. We could do it on the 27th. We'll we'll figure something out. We're definitely doing this one, though. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just it's great that the two main events tied into each other. Well, that, that falls into place what we talked about yesterday. It was like everybody on the card knew their spot, 
But also, you could interchange anybody in that main event spot. Right, Because exactly. everybody was so good then. Um, so, King of the Ring 98 happens, and the Hell in a Cell match just... It's, legendary. You know, it's, it's legendary. It's absolutely a classic, a legendary match. It's a story... It's a storied classic in the history of wrestling, period. And I've actually Man. seen people online say that it's more spots than a match. They're full of shit. Because actually go back and watch the entire match. Yeah, they, it tells they, a they wrestle. Story. It's just, I was, you know, I, was, I read a while back about uh, Terry Funk and Mick were having a conversation about, you know, he said you could throw yourself off the, you could go off the cell. I, and Mick, I literally and Mick just was like, read that same thing. Oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, you can – he said – Mick was sitting there thinking about it. He's like, I think I'm going to do it. And Taker was like – Taker didn't want to. Yeah. And he, or he said, are you trying to die? I think that's what the quote yeah. was that what Taker said. What was that said. on? Because I just read that too. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, Damn. I wish I could remember what that was from because I – I serious, like in the last two days I've read that. It might have been on Wikipedia. could have been a Wikipedia thing or a uh, – I don't know if it was or not. I don't know. Anyways. Anyways. But yeah, they. Oh no, he, no, no! It was from Mick's book. He, he right, wrote okay, that in yeah, his book. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Taker was like reluctant to do it. He was like, "Uh, dude, are you trying to die? Like, I don't want to throw you off this." And Mick's like, "Yeah, you need to, you need to do this." And I mean, that moment is just time stood still in that arena mm-hmm. and in in the world for like who was watching that it was like, oh my god. Did that but seriously all, just happen? And and you can't for you know it didn't. That wasn't the first bump. He fell through the cage. With was it? Oh no no yeah that was the first bump and then he fell through the cage with the chair hitting his mouth right that yeah, was the yeah, second yeah. bump and that so, yeah, was, he, that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about King of the Ring '98, as you know, I've talked about you know how I have to go back and forth to my dad's around this time and uh i remember flying over pennsylvania i asked the flight attendant where we were at and she said well we're right over pennsylvania i was like any chance we're gonna fly over pittsburgh because king of the ring is there tonight and i wish i was watching it right now oh you remember that yeah so yeah because i didn't i didn't get to watch it live but my my dad had ordered it so i got to watch it on the tape when i got back to his house god vhs tapes were so great back then yeah Oh, I, I, dude, if I if I had a working VCR, I would just I would still watch the VHSs and stuff, and it just it was just great, man. That's another thing about this time period. That's was, something like it just seems like it should be like a rainy Sunday morning, and you like put a a VHS in. Dude, that you couldn't have said it any better with like a big bowl of cereal. Yep. Oh my god, and you're wearing like you p- said it. pajama pants, or you're just in your your briefs your little whitey tidies oh yeah man i remember playing with uh i remember sitting there because i always had milk crates for my wrestlers yes yep and i had a red back then probably around this time 98 to 2000 ish whatever i had a red milk crate and the wrestlers were still the the rubber ones yeah the jacks the jacks ones and with oh my god punching action with bone crunching action yeah and i have a mix i have i still have these the majority of these and i have my my mankind, it's the mankind from this match. With uh, I used to use mar- Crayola markers, the washable ones, mm-hmm. the ones that wipe off for blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this this fully, I put permanent red marker on because 
he's just, it just belonged there, you know? He was all. He, is that he didn't at your always, mom's or do you always, have it at your house? It is at my mom's. Ah, oh, man. I was Otherwise, say, I would take a You should take, a, take picture a picture and put it on Twitter. That would be awesome. I could probably have her get in there and get it, but I need to get my those wrestlers. All my wrestlers are at my mom's house. I left them back home because oh. I don't have room for them. But well, I, as have, soon as we get a house. You have some package stuff at your house. Yeah, but all my like the stuff I played with. Yeah, your is... lo- your lo- your butt figures. Yeah, my butt figures, if that's what they are. Yeah, but yeah, loose figures. You don't want to buy them from a flea market because somebody. Can oh yeah, okay, butt. butt figures. I got you. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so uh, yeah, mankind loses his teeth in this match. What teeth he had uh, left? <laughs> what teeth he had left? This is it's the, just it's just is, crazy, man. Is this the one when it goes up his nose, or is that the Triple H one? I can never. I always get those two mixed up. With the this two. is the one where he was sticking his. See, everybody thinks he was doing. I can't remember what it was. It's in the hardcore movie. I have that on VHS. WWF Hardcore with your host Taz, and uh, Mick is telling the story about it, and he says he's trying to stick his tongue between the gap or something but the tooth is gone like it's i don't know i don't remember the exact oh, okay. quote but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but i think I know it's in his nose when he's sitting in the turnbuckles yeah and the, and the camera goes up on it yeah, yeah 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 i think that it was this is the one where it's in his nose what trip are you talking about the triple h hell in a cell match yeah that's what i always get that confused i can't rem- ever remember if the tooth no is that, in his that nose was in this one this one or that one okay yeah, that was in this one i believe no in the no way out 2000 hell in a cell and match also in, awesome. in mick's book after the match uh he's sitting in the back getting the, the doctors looking at him and the doctor or undertaker comes in and he asks him he goes hey does that Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Thumbtacks? And Taker says, look at your arm, Mick. And he's still got all these thumbtacks in his arm. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, you can't forget the tacks. Like, this match was just – it was just great. It was brutal, dude. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, anyways, we'll talk more about that match in We kind of just killed month. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we can elaborate in details. Yeah, we'll do, know. like, move to move, go into detail. We'll, we'll try to do something a little different. So, yeah. uh, the next month – and this is leading up towards uh, SummerSlam when Stone Cold and Undertaker fight. And they're kind of like – Stone Cold and Taker at this point are kind of like – they're not friends, you know, because Stone Cold is never friends with anybody. Taker was never friends with anybody. Right, 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 right. But they're they're like acquainted. like, And so Mankind and Kane win the tag titles at some point in between King of the Ring 98 and Fully Loaded 98. I don't remember when. I, wish I, I can tell you the down. date because I was there. Okay. July twelfth, nineteen ninety eight. All right, Night there Raw, it is. East they won them from, from the Outlaws, Continental right? Airlines Arena. 
Yes. They won them from the Outlaws. And then they – it was funny because they did this match twice. Oh, was it the dark match? Well, it was the main event. It was the middle of the show, and then it was the main event. The show actually opened with The Undertaker versus Vader. That was the first match of this Raw. And I was like, dude, if this is what we're in for, it's going to be an awesome night. Yeah, and it, it was. And uh, so, yeah, Kane and, or Kane and Mankind won the tag titles from The Outlaws. And then DX comes out and kind of protests or whatever. And uh, they make the match for uh, the main event. It's a rematch. And Stone Cold and Undertaker are guest enforcers. Oh, okay. And this there you is, have it. This is when Stone Cold wore the first baseball jersey, the white with the blue yeah. writing. Yeah. And I actually <laughs> still have that. Did you get it at that event? Uh, well, my dad did, and then he gave it to me later on. Okay, so that's when Mankind and Kane won the tag titles, and then at Fully Loaded 98, that's July 26, 1998, Stone Cold and Undertaker defeat Mankind and Kane for the tag team titles. And then they lose that in a four-way match a a week or – a few weeks later. It's it's right before SummerSlam, I believe. Yeah, because they couldn't get uh, along. So they lost – Yeah. And the Outlaws went him back, or Mankind and Kane went him back. I can't remember. Uh, uh, I think I, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, the Outlaws won him back at SummerSlam, right? Yeah, it's it's Mankind and... Yeah, Mankind and Kane versus the Outlaws at SummerSlam 98. They won. I'm that's sure. right. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, and then this that's kind of the end of the rivalry. That was the last little bit of that. Other than throughout 99 and, and stuff, I believe they had some raw matches kind of during Taker's corporate ministry, but it really wasn't rivalry matches. Yeah, it wasn't really much. Um, Let's see, just to run through it. Where are we at here? Okay, title change. Yeah. Oh, no, Kane and and Mankind defeat uh, Steve Austin, Undertaker, and The Nation, the New Age Outlaws. Uh, That's Raw, August 1st, 1998. So that's when they lost the titles. Okay. And then September... 14th, 1998, in a no-DQ match, it's Mankind versus Undertaker, goes right. to a no-contest, seven minutes. Are you looking at the same thing I am? Three-on-two handicap matches next? Yeah. Okay. So this is, this for for anybody listening, if you want to see stuff like this and kind of gather information like this, you can go to cagematch.net. Yeah, and they I have just all... happened to stumble upon this yesterday. I didn't know they had a rivalries page. I did not know they did either. And this, I mean, it's badass. It's every match they've had that was on TV. Like, for yeah. instance, uh, where is it? They had two matches on Sunday Night Heat. One on Sunday Night Heat number two, which ended in a no contest. And then later on, November 30th, 1998, Mankind defeats Undertaker by disqualification at four minutes even. Okay. And then December 1st, 1998, Mankind and Steve Austin defeat The Rock and Undertaker by DQ 815. Fatal four-way match with special guest referee Gerald Briscoe. Steve Austin defeats Kane, Mankind, and The Undertaker at 16-12 at WWF Capital Carnage. Which, so, which, which was one of those really cool, like, UK... Oh, yeah. Capital, I remember running that from Harps. Dude. Yeah, dude. And yep. They had fully loaded Capital Carnage, and they had, I think, WrestleMania 15. I think you're right, because I rented all of them. It's yeah. funny, because we probably, like, went back and forth on those. You were probably the one that had them when I was waiting for them. Yeah. <laughs> so, actually, after all this went down in 98, the uh, 
the uh, SummerSlam stuff and all that. In 1999, uh, Mankind defeats The Undertaker by Countout, and this is January 3rd. Later that year, August 30th, 1999, Mankind and The Rock. This this really wasn't too much of a rivalry, I don't think. I think they were just challenging for the tag titles, but Mankind and The Rock defeat The Big Show and Undertaker for the world tag team titles, and that was The Rock and Sock Connection in 99. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... They lose them about a month later. Well, not, not even, even a week, a like a week later. Week, yeah. The World Tag Team Buried Alive match on SmackDown number four. Ah, it is. I see that. So the Big Show and the Undertaker defeat Rock and Sock Connection. Oh yeah, they weren't Rock and Sock Connection yet. This is when they become Rock and Sock Connection, right? That's right. Because then later on, later on, mankind has the the white you know dress shirt, and it has like the, uh, what's it called? The freaking uh, like this airbrush, airbrush. There we go. Yes, yes. I couldn't think of the freaking word of it. Uh, and then the next week or the raw following that, I believe. Yes. Uh, they have a number, number one contender five-way match. So these really aren't rivalry matches. No, the rivalry but I pretty mean, much it's just ended. cool to look back on and see, okay, so they did still yeah. do stuff. Yeah, and I think Rock and Sock Connection is one of the things I remember the most from 1999. And then the next night after that, they have a five-man Royal Rumble. The Undertaker defeats Kane, Mankind, Big Show, and The Rock on SmackDown number five. And then they that, taped it on Tuesday. That's right. And that's when it comes to an end until 2008, when even though they weren't in the ring at the same time, they were both in the Royal Rumble. And this is well after McFoley had retired. Yeah, he was the, one of the one of the fun one little of the legends. spots in and that. He had a spot yeah, with, uh, that was right before he d- jumped to TNA. Yeah. So I mean, all in all, man, that 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 was a long 96, rivalry. Ninety six to ninety eight, dude. They never really were uh they never really were acquainted you know they were always kind of rivals if yeah. i remember no i don't ever i don't ever remember them tagging together i for some reason i keep thinking they did tag together but i don't believe so i mean i didn't they, see uh, it on that list but no i but, mean that just yeah, might I mean, be our faulty minds playing tricks on us because they should have well, because things like that happened, though, yeah. you know, like like Sean and Stone Cold win tag titles, like like Undertaker and Stone Cold win, like tag we said on the show like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you got two two full, a little over two years of a rivalry here. It's nuts, man, and it never got old because I mean, no. like you said, I never missed Raw or SmackDown at in this time back period. then. You know, what was it crazy was crazy too is. Go ahead. Well, it, 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 well, it was just it was it, <laughs> it was just crazy that like to me when I watched their matches from '96, you know, the early Mankind days in WWF, and uh, that character versus the Mankind that was in the white shirt and brown pants, he wrestled the same. Two but the matches characters. were totally different. Yeah. yeah, two different characters, and the matches were totally different. Everything was different, and it was always something fresh and new. These guys, if you're listening and you're, you need some, like, old stuff to watch, go back and just revisit this entire rivalry because it doesn't I get I 100% old. agree because 
I was watching this while I was folding uh, the last of the laundry today. And, man, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Like, It's great. It's fun to just watch, like, one set of a feud, you know? Yeah. So I think I'm really going to like this series as we go further into it. Yeah. I think I think the next time we have a rivalries plan, though, I want to plan it. Like so, so we can watch it, like and watch. Yeah, nothing, like a couple, of weeks, a couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, we'll do a couple. Uh, we'll do quite a few shows in between, so that way I can really get some good notes and good details. Not that this one wasn't bad; it was good. You know, yeah, it was. I mean, just because we know stuff, but yeah, yeah it would have been nice to be able to watch all of these matches. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch when we get off here. I'm gonna have it on. I'm gonna watch the Survivor Series '96 one. I'm going to watch that Hell in a Cell tag match just because I'm curious now. I think it's on the Hell in a Cell collection, too. I don't know. Okay. It could I'll, be on I'll there. I'll find it. Um, yeah, so maybe uh, after we get off here, we'll text about maybe the next rivalry. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Go ahead and throw that poll up, too, and do one in two weeks. That way, well, maybe even longer. That way we can work hard on it. Cause okay. All right, we'll we'll figure it out. Well, we, yeah. you know, we don't like to do this on air, but we do it anyways. Yeah, we do it. We do it. <laughs> <laughs> we do it on the gym. <laughs> so, like I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, that concludes this rivalry. But you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash heels and quads. I told you where you can get there. You can get our four shirt designs there. That's prowrestlingtees.com forward slash heels and quads. And you can go to collarandelbowbrand.com. And there, use coupon code HEELS AND QUADS in all caps at checkout, and that saves you 10% on your order. That's collarandelbowbrand.com. That's Al Snow's stuff, featuring some Luke Gallows stuff and some, uh, you know, the Ichiban shirt and uh, the new Job Squad shirt. That seriously could possibly be my favorite shirt, the Ichiban one. I, I love that shirt. We, about, I think every listener knows that, too. Something about the blue. It's just a different type of wrestling shirt, you know? Yeah, most re- they're always all black. Yeah, man. like this Bullet Club tank top that I'm wearing that I got at Hot Topic. <laughs> um, and I'm still sweating through it because it's muggy as hell outside. Dude, it's really, it's really humid. Bad. I, 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 had the, I came home and the air was set on 71. I just put it at 68. I cannot... It's way too hot. muggy. I'm about to shut the windows and crank the air because I'm about to die. It's bad, dude. Um, but also, you could go to Zubas.com. That's Z-U-B-A-Z.com. Those badass zebra pants from the late 80s, early 90s. Well, they're back, and they're more fashionable than ever. They've got neckties. They've got Road Warrior masks. There's a Road Warrior t-shirt on there for $9.99. It's on sale. There's You can get your favorite sports teams, NFL, MLB, You can get uh, leggings if you're a girl or you have a girlfriend or a wife or whoever, your sister, your mom, your grandma. Get them. Because actually, I kind of wish like sometimes that I was a girl because those leggings just look freaking comfortable. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm jealous of Amanda when she gets to walk around in leggings and I'm like in shorts and I'm still hot. Um, Your wife like lives in leggings. She does. (laughs) And uh, also... Make sure you download the Radio Public app and listen to us on there. I forgot to mention that yesterday. And you can transfer all of your favorite podcasts to that app. Listen to them all in one place. And that way it helps support the show. You help your show out money-wise. I mean, you don't pay a cent. And it's literally an eight-second advertisement at the beginning of the show. Literally eight seconds. I've timed it. And that's it. That's all you do. And, it pay, and, it, and it, the podcasters get paid. It's awesome. 
And also, we're trying to go to All In. We're trying to go to StarCast. We really want to go. We really want to meet some of our fans that I'm sure will be there. We want to meet all the other podcasters, get to know them, talk wrestling, talk podcasting. But we need your support, not only by going to all the places and buying merch, but we set up a Patreon account. Patreon.com forward slash Heels and Quads. There's a list of rewards. For example, a dollar gets you a thank you on Twitter. Five dollars gets you a thank you on Twitter and an episode of the show. So far and so forth, all the way down to a thousand. You will get all four shirt designs. You will get two collar and elbow shirt designs. You will get two pairs of Zubas. And like I said yesterday, I'll send you half of a case of beer. And <laughs> That's right. I forgot, almost forgot that one. Oh, yeah, the hug thing. That's yeah, right. I'm not a hugger. but Bailey is. Bailey is, but I'm not. I might hug Bailey. Mm-hmm. She'd have to initiate it. Like, that's weird. Yeah, give me a hug. What if she didn't want to? She's like, ew, no. No, like, you look smelly. I'd expose her for who she is. I'd bring on Jerry Springer and You're expose not her. She's not a real hugger. <laughs> All right. Maury, because, you know, the, they could Maury run a Popovich. Test. Yeah, they could run a test. And they'd be like, Bailey, you are the hugger. Everybody's like, damn. Everybody jump around. <laughs> yeah, and you're oh! like, I told you. I told you. Ah, you'd have to, the security have to separate you guys. She'd be trying to hug you. I told you. And I like throw my hat on the floor and I'm like, what up? What up? You take your suit jacket off and give it an elbow drop. <laughs> Do the flop and then I blade and everybody goes home happy. The Ric Flair drip. Oh, man. Did you see him on Fallon doing that? Uh uh-uh. uh. I yeah, didn't. I guess he was on Fallon with the rap guy that does that. I did, I didn't see it either, but I saw a picture of it, and I was like, I kind of need to watch that. I guess. Yeah, it's important. It's Ric Flair. Yeah. Anyways, let's get All right. out of here. Let's take her home. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the first edition of the Rivalries show. We're gonna we'll talk after this, and we'll put a new poll up and figure out what the next one will be, and we'll work a little harder on that one to uh, to make it even better than this one and, and a little more detailed. Yeah, and, I mean, don't forget to go back and listen to the show from yesterday, the Attitude Era one. That was good. Um, Go back and listen to all the episodes. If you're new to listening to us, if you just heard about us, and I know, I see the analytics and see where people are listening from, and every week there's new places popping up. So if you're new to the show, make sure you go back and listen to all those old episodes because there's some some cherries and there's some lemons, but even the lemons, you're going to at least get a laugh out of them. Sometimes the lemons are Robert. (laughs) (laughs) You like that? You like what I did there? That was good. All right. So tell your. That was nothing against Robert. I was just saying. Tell Tell your enemies. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Let's do that again. (laughs) All right. So we will talk to you guys Sunday night. It will be our review of WWE Backlash immediately following Backlash live on the WWE Network. Tommy and Levi go live. Actually after, actually, after Backlash, it's the season two premiere of Camp WWE, which I was a big fan of the first season, and I can't wait to watch it again. It was, mm, I, haven't, I didn't watch it. it. No, Dude, I didn't watch, watch it. it. That shit's funny. Like, they say the F word on it. It's awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, it's like South Park, but like. Oh, I'm down with that. Yeah. I'm down with that. Did you also – there's a lot of speculation going about the uh, WWE doing a uh, TV-14 show on the network. 
I noticed that was in the polls on on WWE.com, I believe, was a uh, WWE sent out a survey or something. And I think, oh, yeah, they sent, I get those emails, too. Yeah, and it said, which one of these would you like to see? I voted for the uh, TV14 wrestling show. Hey, I actually network. got a $10 Amazon gift card for filling one of those out from WWE one time. What? I'm going to fill it out. Yeah. All right. It was we'll talk to you guys too. Sunday. They sent it to me. Yeah. Well, hey, it. the least they could do, you know, we spend money. I still want a free month of the network. Yeah, I want or, WrestleMania for free. I, you know what? I want a WWE shop gift certificate. Like, give me $1,000 in shop credits. Yeah, I'd buy so the can... Mower of Lawn shirt. Mower yeah. of Lawn. I think I'm going to buy the AJ Styles drawstring backpack. It's only seven ninety nine right now. I think I'm going to buy it. I got it for 5 bucks. Ooh. All right, oh, my so... God. This Sunday, live <laughs> on the WWE Network, WWE Backlash. The L is red now because it's both brands. Yeah, so watch watch Backlash. Come here and listen to our come away and listen to our review afterwards. We'll talk to you guys on Sunday. Remember, no show next Tuesday because of Sunday, and then next Wednesday we will do the winner of the poll. Wrestling factions. Is it gonna be DX? Is it gonna be NWO? Four horsemen's running away with it right now. Woo! And then also the bullet club. There we are. We'll talk to you guys Sunday. All right. Bye.
Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.